0: Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Todd's Time Travel here on Summer Valley FM. I'm back with Lucy Tudor from the Radstock Museum. Hi Lucy. Hi doing? It's been a long time since I've seen you it back has. in March. It has, it
1: has. The summer's come and almost gone. out?
0: Yeah. yeah but... n- not say so nice and sunny at the moment. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so last time we spoke, we talked about the opening of the, well, the history behind where the Radstock Museum had opened. We did. Um, now for listeners who don't know, before the Radstock Museum became the Radstock Museum, it was actually the Radstock Market Hall. So yes. we're going to be talking about the Radstock Market Hall yeah. in, its, in its prime days and how it ended up being the Radstock Museum as it is now.
1: Absolutely, yes, yes, that's right, Todd. It was um, a market before it was uh, was was the museum. And in actual fact, there was a market on the site before the market hall itself was, was even built. So um, the first, very first mention that we have at the museum of there being a market on that site uh, down in Radstock um, was in um, 1847, and it was uh, a gentleman called Moses Haller who um, actually wrote his recollections, um, in, which were which he wrote and published in ni- in 1900, and he he remembers uh, that the market. Uh, when a meat uh, wagon was a, was arriving at the market and it's quite unusual to have um a biography from a working class man uh, or any anybody from the working classes um in that era so it's an absolutely fantastic and important record and we have his uh, recollections in a book published um, for sale in the museum. So he remembers the market uh, in 1847. And then after that, uh, we've got quite a lot about uh, the market itself. Um, It starts really with with, um, a couple of brewers, would you believe? In Somerset no. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Clearly not, (laughs) surely. Not cider, but beer. Uh, So so we have Somerset beer. So we have uh, uh, the, 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 the gentleman George Coombs and his brother Joseph Coombs. Now, they lived um, in Camerton, but they moved from Camerton to the Bell Inn in Radstock. Now, uh, for for people who are familiar with Radstock, with the the Market Hall, that is the museum. If you're standing looking at that, to the left of there is a beautiful stone building with sort of little balconies, and that was the Bell Hotel, Um, and that was actually um, rebuilt by by George Kings at a later date, but that was the building that they moved to. And it's now uh, flats. Um, and they also um, owned the lamb inn at Clandown, which, of course, has just been um, recently um, refurbished. Yeah, to say, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice pub. So uh, they grew their brewing business um, producing Clandown bitter, which is very popular. It was sold widely across the West Country, even as far as Wales. It was very cheap, wow. I understand. Blimey. So uh, it was very popular with the miners. Um, <laughs> and uh, they also then took on the Grave Inn, uh, named after family who owned a lot of the land in, in the area at the time and, and in actual fact still do. Um, and that is now known as the Radstock Hotel and Bars. So if you if you know the pub opposite on the opposite side of the road to the museum, uh, the Ho- Radstock Hotel and Bars, that was the Waldgrave Inn. And this was also owned by the Coombs brothers. So their company was called um, Coombs, Clandown and Radstock Breweries and Hotels Company Limited. <laughs> quite a mouthful.
0: <laughs> just, just a slight, yeah. Just a slight <laughs> mouthful,
1: yes. And they obviously owned the land on which the market took place. So that's the connection, um, because everything that follows kind of stems from that ownership.
0: Yeah, yeah it all starts with two brothers, yeah, basically, and, yeah. and took their way from it. Good afternoon, welcome back to Todd's Time Travel here on Summer Valley FM. We're still here with Lucy and Todd discussing the Radstock um, Market Hall. Yeah, which is now the Radstock Museum, that currently takes place in Radstock. Um, we're actually going to be talking about the the trading that was um, done within the, within the, the, the market hall um, during the uh, 18 uh, 1800s. Is that right, Lucy? That's,
1: that's that's right. Yeah. So so we we, we have the the Coombe, the Coombs family who owned the land that the market was was on, and at this time it was an open air market. Um, And we have a a trade directory from 1872 that refers to the market as well provided with produce from the surrounding country. And then we have uh, the next mention is uh, by 1880, there was a random collection of shed like structures forming an enclosure within the Bell Hotel area, which formed a more permanent outside market. These structures sat in a yard with a low wall around um, the perimeter, which was topped with railings. So that's, that's what it must have looked like from the um, entry we have at the museum. Um, and we also know that the market took place on Saturdays and wasn't just popular with Radstock residents. We had people coming then from all of the surrounding villages and mid and yeah, as well. Down yeah, all yeah. of those, that's right. So they would travel into Radstocks Market and obviously later times on the, on the train. They would come by train as well as foot, bicycle. Yes, because and carts. Yeah,
0: because by the market hall you had the, the passenger train line and yes. also the the coal train line yes. as well. So yeah, it was a very busy area of that stock. It was. It's 1800s yeah, time. It was a
1: very a very exciting um, day of the week. You know, it was when lots of people came together and socialised, met one another, had a chat, as, as well as. Um, you know, actually going and doing their shopping. Yeah, well, yeah, Saturday's always been
0: an exciting day of the week. It has actually, hasn't it? It's yeah, Elton John's song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, as well as um, the Saturday market, they also used to have a, a livestock market, which which happens on a on a Wednesday. So. um... I Just talked, going back to the, the sort of the atmosphere of the, the Saturday market, which was still open air at this point, um, and, uh, and who went to the market. <laughs> Obviously, lots of miners' families went to the market because it was a mining town. Yes. Um, and it, I thought the, interest, the, the listeners might be interested to, to know that it was also on an, uh, early on a Saturday morning that the miners were paid their weekly um, salary, uh, sorry, their weekly um, wage and they would go to the offices on Froome Road to collect their wages Um, and the gang leader would then have to distribute those wages to his gang you know because he would have carting boys and different people in his gang and he would have to pay those and where did he do that he would do that in the bell or the wall's graves. so he'd go into the pub to pay his his gang well the wives weren't allowed into the pub in those days women weren't allowed in into bars and pubs so they would be waiting outside um, and they would be sort of banging on the door really to sort of encourage their <laughs> husbands to come, come back out <laughs> because they were worried it would all get spent on beer otherwise and they wouldn't have any money left for the shopping no, for the food indeed. for the family so that thing has never
0: changed it was, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was uh,
1: it was quite a quite quite a thing on a saturday morning and when, once they uh, once the once the wives had got the money then the market really got going yes, and uh, yes. so so it was it was quite a, a jolly time um, The hall itself um, came about uh, in the late 1800s. There was a a gentleman called um, Tom Martin, and he was a surveyor, and he was born and bred in Radstock. And he was appointed by George Coombs, remember, brewery owner, (laughs) uh, to design and project manage the building of the new market hall. And uh, it was built over the period of 1897 to 1898, and it cost 2,500 pounds. And Tom Martin, incidentally, also designed the Methodist Church Hall in Maldston, which sadly um, we've heard in our local news recently is going to be closed down in January 22. So we hope that uh, it won't be pulled down. But
0: well, we don't we, we don't know unfortunately, yeah. do we? But it, it yeah. you discuss we were discussing outside the interview, it's quite interesting that he designed something like the Market Hall. But then you'd expect him to design something very similar to a market hall, but then he goes on to design a Methodist church, yeah. which is a very different very style different. of building.
1: Yes, completely different style. So uh, so this beautiful market hall that we know and have still in Radstock today, which is now the museum, was, was um, up and running. And the Somerset Guardian and Radstock Observer newspapers reported at the time in, 19, in 1898 that the new market premises of Messrs Coombs & Co., which have recently been caught co- in course of erection are now rapidly nearing completion. Perhaps the most conspicuous addition to the premises is the clock, which has been placed in the tower of the building by Mr. FS Lane. It contains all the most recent improvements for the correct timekeeping, some of them being from Mr. Lane himself. The arrangement for working the four sets of hands is an ingenious construction especially designed so they do not cast any shadow upon the three outside dials when illuminated by (laughs) gaslight. And then it says, inside the museum... Sorry, beg your pardon. Mark on. Inside provided um, for 70 stalls in three avenues, supplying goods of all the essential commodities from a piano to a parsnip. So obviously, a broad uh, amount of produce and, I uh, the, yeah, piano. and items available. <laughs> and Outside the museum, it says there's a, a space where a number of all shapes and sizes of wheeled wooden stalls offering fish, fruit, vegetables, and the whole lot was sprinkled with visiting peddlers of various quack and catch penny gadgets. So, I, you can imagine, can't you, all these lovely, lovely little stalls of, of all kinds of curiosities interdispersed. Uh, among the fresh fruit and fish and the vegetables and so on.
0: Indeed, yeah.
1: So it it was really quite um, a, a lovely market, and I understand that there were stalls on both sides of the road, so there were stalls outside the front of the bell, Obviously, inside the market hall itself, and across the road outside the walls. It had been a very
0: extensive market, it certainly basically. Was, yeah. Yes, yes. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Todd's Time Travel on Summer Valley FM. We're still with Lucy and Todd, um, uh, talking about the Radstock um, Market Hall. Uh, Lucy just briefly mentioned before uh, at the end of our last segment about the clock that is um, still stands today within the Radstock um, Museum. Um, as many as you will know as you drive through radstock it is probably one of the most symbolic parts of radstock besides the Radstock wheel well it certainly is for me anyway because it does stand quite proudly within radstock's town centre um but we do have a little quote that Lucy is going to read us about the uh, the clock during its prime years being used
1: yeah so that well the clock was really um something it was actually gifted by George Coombs, the brewer to the towns so it's quite an expensive gift to the town and um, you've got to sort of remember that you know a lot of people didn't have timepieces of their own they were very expensive to own a, a watch a, a pocket watch or, or a clock um, and um, apart from the mine hooter which would go off to alert when the shifts were going to begin um, it was very difficult for people to know what time it was and to tell the time um, and so to have a, a clock in the town striking the hour was, was really quite something um, and most people living in the area will know that recently we've had the uh, clock strike um, repaired and it's now working again, and it chimes on the hour. Occasionally, it doesn't because it is a clock that has to be wound once a week. It's quite a complicated procedure, <laughs> and imagine. if the guy who who does the procedure is away on holiday or is uh, not around for whatever reason, <laughs> then it doesn't get wound up, so you don't hear the chime. But usually, you can hear the clock chime I have heard on, it, on yeah. the hour. It's very special. It's absolutely though, isn't lovely. It? Yeah. So, um, so it was really quite a, quite something to have. To have that clock, and um, if you remember in the, the piece that I quoted from the Somerset Guardian, um, F. S. Lane, Mr. F. S. Lane, made made the clock, and um, he was famous in the town um, for making clocks, watches, and jewellery um, in his shop uh, within the street in Radstock. So he was actually um, you know known about in, in the area well, and yeah. local, yes. And and another little piece of information that's quite interesting was the fact it was illuminated by gaslight, but this was paid for uh, from the rates, from people's rates. Um, so they actually paid for the the clock to be illuminated at at, at night. Out of own pocket, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, that, that that was a bit I wasn't expecting that. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I mean I don't suppose it was a great deal but that's how, no, it, but still, that's how it was But paid then for. but then they're
0: gonna make some more of a community mm-hmm. thing though, doesn't they? Because it does. because then yeah. they put all yeah. their money together to make something that's so special. That's
1: right, that's right. So, so that's that's the clock, um, and I, I thought then I would sort of go on to tell you, um, well, to quote really, a local man who's called um, who was called Ron Yelling, um, and he has uh, recollections of Market Day, uh, really from the sort of early to middle part of the last century, um, and it's it's just a lovely. Um, way of conjuring up an image, if you like, of what the market must have been like. Yeah. So I'm going to read now from his uh, memoirs. Saturday was always a favorite day. It was market day. The normal unhurried calm of every weekday was transformed into a crowded and bustling community, which was the highlight of the week and affected the business and the social life of the whole town. After being invalided out of the First World War, my uncle Bert, Lyne, had a stall selling cheese, butter and bacon just inside the door opposite the Somerset Dorset station. Mr Bill Fern had several stalls crammed with boots and shoes. He had a gang of us school children who put them out in the morning and collected them up at the end. Mr Skinner repaired boots and Mr Marshall sold toys and all the butchers were based on the raised floor of the market. Mr Rich sold seeds and gardening tools, and Mr and Mrs Perkins sold sweets. We bought the pink and white minty shrimps, which we took down to the stables on the right-hand side of the Waldergrave Hotel, and we gave some of them to the horses. They loved them. One trader would pull out teeth for a small fee, using no anaesthetic or injection, with his captive audience looking on aghast. As well as the install, Inside stalls, there were many stalls outside the bell and the Waldegrave. One outside trader I clearly remember was a quiet and pleasant one-eyed fishmonger whose undeserved fate was to be machine-gunned by a German plane in the streets of Bath during the blitz on the city. Oh, wow. wow. One memory I, I always retain of the market was on dark evenings, the lighting of the stalls, especially those outside. Their lights were paraffin lamps, quite graceful in some ways, they were brass and they gave off a ring of white flame. They gave atmosphere and character to the evening market, but never buy food from underneath the lamps as it would be paraffin flavoured. I have many happy memories of Radstock Market. Its friendliness, its tradespeople, it contributed greatly to the business, social, and community life.
0: What a lovely way of just describing how thriving the market was, though. Yeah. You do and especially from it's not it's not something that's written much later. It's something it's someone who's personally been to the market, written about it, been clearly been around it, and just described everything he's seeing. Yes. But not as a, as I said, not as a fictional, a fictional book, but rather as a descriptive
1: narrative. Which yes. Is very sweet. Yes. You know, of a boy and and a young man. You know, um, his his sort of life and his family life really, um, growing up in Radstock and um and and that sort of happy special day. Of yeah. The week, you know. Um
0: he made like Saturday sound like the least depressing day of the week. he <laughs> <laughs> like, basically yeah. if, if it's not Saturday, it's very depressing. Yeah. Yeah. But going from right. toy but from toy shops to to bacon and cheese <laughs> and, quite
1: and a... teeth extraction i mean you know okay, painful okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the norm back then unfortunately
1: absolutely absolutely well i mean the market remained uh, busy and thriving until the very early 1980s now i remember going as a small child um in the 70s and um you know lots of stalls there but i, I over time it, it did dwindle in popularity I, I, i'm guessing I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing that, you know, shops in Bath, easier ease yeah, of transport. We discussed that didn't we? Just, yeah. just, the, just
0: the way I think the way the transportation changed yes. and then shops in Bath would have then extended and market the stores yes. in Bath would have yeah. then yeah. and out a of town shopping
1: centres as well. And I, I think people just have more choice than yeah, like go off. Anything to like that. All sorts of different places to, to do their shopping and um and Radstock Market, along with many other markets, sort of dwindled and, yeah. and finally died. And my, my parents wouldn't
0: have seen it because they didn't move here until about yeah, the very early 90s. Because yeah. Um, yeah. My, yeah. my eldest brother was born in Kent and then they came down here when um, my second mother was born. And that was... Yeah, I think that was about the mid, yeah, about mid nineteen nineties. If I think about it right. Yes, and so and, that, and
1: that would have been around the time that the sort of empty market hall building, as it had been since then for around about fifteen years, was then um, purchased with um, by the Museum Society with the help of the local authority and then the the lottery heritage yeah. funding, which we talked about in a previous program, then um, helped to turn the bu- the, the building into um, the museum, museum as it is it is, that it is today. Um, and and the rest is history as they say. That's my lie Lucy (laughs) I've pinched it so uh, yeah so it was it was um, you know it was empty for about 15 years around about 15 years one of the listeners will know for for exactly I'm sure. (laughs) They'll probably remember uh, yeah yeah. they'll they'll be (laughs) ringing in to say oh it was this that and the other but but, uh, I do remember there being part of it uh, was still remained open as a fish and chip shop and there was a big fire in the fish and chip shop and that was the end of that. You can't blame Um, me I wasn't around. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yes it was uh, it it was very much the centre of Radstock for for many many years and um, and, and now it is again but in the form of the of the museum museum building of our small market town.